A ride that started as a wax museum is so iconic that it's hard to imagine the parks before it. And yet, 11 years after the park's opening, it was the final attraction Walt himself oversaw, tragically passing three months before the flags were hoisted. Considered Walt's magnum opus, the ride has gone on to appear in five global parks, inspiring five blockbuster movies, all while continually updating itself to stay current with the times. This week on Slice of Disney, Pirates of the Caribbean! Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. And I'm your co-host, Will Turner, former blacksmith-turned-pirate podcaster. Actually, I think that's more of Spongebob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. for sure. Ahoy, matey. Do you know the pirate joke? Because it was rated R. No, it's... What is a pirate's favorite letter? R. R, you'd think so, but his first love will always be the C. Oh, that's great. That's good. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Definitely thought that was going to be dumb, but nope, I love it. (laughs) Got to sneak a few dad jokes in there. For sure. Gosh, I'm so excited. I love... Okay, who doesn't love Pirates of the Caribbean? Oh, hot take, kind of your (laughs) co-host, but we'll get into that later. I love the theme of it. This episode's over. That's fine. I love the theme of it. I just oh. have some issues with the ride, but that's okay. Man, it's one, it's definitely one of the longer rides. That's my biggest issue with the ride. Okay, we got into <laughs> it's it It's 15 quick. minutes long, it right? Is, yes, well, in uh, Disneyland right, it is. Right, the right. rest are about 10 to 12, yeah, 13 minutes long. For sure. But it is started as a ride and is literally a cultural phenomenon. Yeah. All because of a ride. I remember sitting in the theater for some movie and seeing a preview for Pirates of the Caribbean, the first, the first one. Um, the Black Pearl, I suppose, and uh, and like leaning over to the people that I was with, I'm like, that's not based off of a ride, and like Disneyland, that's weird. And then like the movie is so good, it's so good. Yeah. I haven't rewatched him in a while. Um, I think I don't even know if I saw the last one. Yeah, no, I I don't think I've seen like past. I think I've seen one and two, maybe three, and then I've heard four and five not really great, so didn't didn't see him. And then I played the level in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, I think we should start a segment on this. Like, what the level Kingdom in Kingdom Hearts? Would you replay the level in Kingdom Hearts? That I was, like this one. That was my second favorite level yeah, of Kingdom Hearts. Again, didn't love the game, but did like yeah. that level. I love Pirates. I think Johnny Depp as Captain Jack Sparrow is one of the most iconic characters sure. in the last... So fun. You know, 15, 20 years. Yeah, yeah. And again, it was all based on a ride. I don't think Jungle Cruise movie will do the same. I think they're trying to recreate that. But let's get back to Pirates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what we're here to talk about. To be honest, my personal connection with it was to the ride. Mm -hmm. It's one of my mom's favorites. Um, It's a ride that I go on. When I'm in Disney World, we always go on it as a family. In Disneyland, I go on it very often. Yeah. I will not go if there's a long line, but I go on it a lot. And again, especially during the summer when it's hot. Sure. It's such a nice, relaxing place. Uh, and it's my favorite place to look for hidden Mickey's. Yeah, I'm excited so to hear about all that. Can't wait to tell you. For sure. Um, my personal connection to Pirates of the Caribbean is uh, my senior year in band in high school. We did the Pirates of the Caribbean as our marching band show. And as the drum major, uh, for anyone that doesn't know, oh, the person really that stands, cool. right? Yeah, well, I have a Disney podcast, so. Uh, 
as the drum major, the person that stands up and conducts the band during the marching stuff, I was dressed as uh, Johnny Depp's uh, Captain Jack Sparrow. Ooh. I had like the whole thing. I had a wig and I wore it once and could not ha- handle it, so I took it off. Uh, but yeah, super fun. Um, and I think I reused that costume a couple of times for Halloween in college. Nice. So. <laughs> That's. A, I mean, the music in this. It's so iconic. Oh, sure. From the movie. From the movie. But even the Yo-Ho, Yo-Ho, A Pirate's Life for Me. Yeah, it was written for this ride. It was written for this ride, and it's something I feel that, I feel like it's a pretty globally known song. Yeah, I mean, I would think so. I mean, I think not being a huge Disney person, um, like, I definitely recognize that song as a pirate song, not as a Disney song. So I think that that means it's transcended the, like, the, the attraction and has become part of culture. Yeah, I think, and the guy who wrote it uh, also wrote another super iconic song. What song was it? Cream Grinning Ghosts Come Out to Socialize. Yeah. I haven't, I can't wait to do the Haunted Mansion episode. I'm going to have to find an audio <laughs> to drop in there because that did not convey it enough. <laughs> I got uh, too excited. No, I'm just kidding. One of the Imagineers that worked on Pirates of the Caribbean was Francis Xavier Atencio, uh, and he went by X. Yeah. Which everyone is referred so, to him as X. Everyone, yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, for sure. But so he wrote the song, right? X wrote the song, and kind of when he wrote the song, he kind of wrote it to be scared. Like, oh, well, these pirates, they're bad guys, and I kind of want people to be afraid he had never written a song before he had never written a song before i missed that no that's so fun how wild is that and so again he wanted to illustrate that pirates are bad and we shouldn't like them and yet well i think you know we're gonna be jumping around all over the place on this one because i think we jumped right into this and i think it's interesting while we're on it let's talk about the uh some of the lyrics because it that that's exactly what you're saying there yeah the lyrics are literally we pillage we plunder we rifle and loot we kidnap and ravage and don't give a hoot. No hoots were given. None. We extort, we pilfer, we filch and sack. Maraud and embezzle and even hijack. Uh, we don't need to go through the rest of it, but it's just, it's a lot of that like, we're I like, bad Well, guys. I like the end of it. It says, we're beggars and blighters and ne'er do well cads. Ay, but we're loved by our mommies and dads. <laughs> So that's telling all the Disney kids, you can be a bad kid. It's okay. Your parents will still love you. Kind of. (laughs) But it's become a song that is so iconic. And that this ride is, I feel, something that people at least know of outside of the Disney universe. Well, sure. And I think a big part, obviously, because of the movies. Because of the movies. Um, But at the same time, I think, you know, people at least would know the song. That's my guess. And people love the idea of pirates. Yeah. You know, so the ride tells a story of pirates in the West Indie Islands mm-hmm. around the, are we saying Caribbean or Caribbean? I think you can say either, but honestly, let's look it up. I've heard both. I feel like it's Pirates of the Caribbean, even if it's like Caribbean. Okay, so we're, we're going to get it wrong throughout this, and that's okay. But uh, Caribbean is how they pronounce it as a noun, as in the Caribbean. Um, but they say Cara, Caribbean, Caribbean, uh, Caribbean um, for the adjective. It says in the, the Caribbean islands or that's, Caribbean oh, music. That's what I just said. It cool. is, yeah. I didn't even know. I yeah. just, but I did think it was like I'm still probably going to say Caribbean. Yeah, it's I thought the movie was head. still like parts of the Caribbean. Yeah. Uh, but it takes place in the 17th and 18th centuries. And it's kind of a, a saga of their voyages and their troublesome times. What They're always getting into mischief, those pirates. Uh, yeah. Um, and each of the pirates' rides pretty much has a different story. Not all. 
Uh, I'm going to go through the rankings of what the internet seems to think. and Yeah, because uh, as you said in the intro, there are five of these rides at this point. There's five. That's a lot. So the one that's considered the best is Shanghai Disney. Mm -hmm. Uh, Shanghai Disney opened in June 16th, 2016. That's my birthday. Oh, my God. Happy birthday to you. I mean, not 2016, but still. (laughs) Almost. Almost. And... This one is not like the others. I'll be honest. I don't want to watch a ride through online because I want to experience it for the first time in person. It is supposed to be awesome. I will be honest. I took a, lo- a glimpse at the ride through online and it looks pretty cool. Okay. So uh, yeah, I think you're, you're right in that. <laughs> and even in the, um, when all of the COVID stuff happening and Disney showed the video in Shanghai with Shanghai opening, the ride they used as an example of how they're... Uh, Social distancing, how they're handling that stuff? Yes, is the Pirates ride. Oh, so. right. I remember seeing that. Yeah, yeah. And the ride vehicle itself, I was like, what? what is that? Oh, interesting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's considered the best. It's also unique. It's not as much of a boat dark ride. Um, number two is considered to be Paris because even though it is the classic dark ride, apparently at the time uh, it opened in April, it opened April 12th, 1992. And that's when Michael Eisner was like, oh, we're just putting all of it in. Like, we are just going to make this the best of the pirates. He got really excited about it. Sure. So that's apparently why that one's pretty great. Then Disneyland, because it's classic. Uh, then Disney World and Tokyo are apparently very similar. No creativity there. Like, pretty much exactly just, yeah, the same. Just, yeah, copy. Yeah. Um, the Disneyland, obviously, except being... Except shorter. Except <laughs> shorter. Uh, Disneyland being up there and some people's favorite because it was first mm-hmm. and you know as we talked about it was the last ride that walt had his hands on mm-hmm. um so much so that he never got to actually see it he passed away three months before it opened but they put they pushed him around on a wheelchair at the speed of which the boat would be moving so that he could experience the ride i thought that was really sweet as it should i be love seen. that yeah yeah um and i love the fact that that was one of you know he still has his footprint on there for sure and a lot of different parts of this ride coming to life was a first and i think that it's cool that a lot of the rides we've talked about so far there are a lot of firsts there this one being that originally we talked about it was supposed to be a wax museum of or a max a wax walkthrough of yeah. pirates uh-huh. and after the world's fair and seeing how successful it's a small world with the boats and uh moments with Mr. Lincoln, with animatronics, combining those two forces to make pirates. Well, it's so interesting because I feel like it wasn't, correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, Haunted Mansion, wasn't there some type of uh, desire first to make that sort of like a walkthrough attraction as well? The Museum of Weird. The Museum of Weird. So that's two rides that are iconic that almost became places where you would just walk through, which I feel like would not have the same kind of thing. It'd be very different for Disney. Oh, yeah, it would have been so boring. Yeah, so I mean, I'm glad that. Or it wouldn't have stood the test of time. Correct. It might have been cool in the 60s and 70s, but then you would. You would have gotten tired of that. Where this, even though you can see that the animatronics are very old, there's something charming about that. Plus, like, let's be honest. I walk all day in the parks. I don't want to go to another thing where I got to walk more. Let me <laughs> sit down. Come on. We got to do it. That's why it's a ride. Exactly. So when the Imagineers were creating pirates, uh, Walt, so first they storyboard, they make miniatures, and they still do that to this day when they're making rides. Right. But they, Walt himself cast uh, and staged 120 actors 
to act as these pirates. And then, you know, these animatronics were shaped after them, which is very cool. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting. I mean, I, I wonder if they did it for other things as well. But uh, that would be fun, you know, to have been. That would be, that, that'd be a really fun, like, gig to have had. Oh, yeah. And then to take your kids there and be like, hey, look. Okay, hey, see that pirate right there? That's me. That's me. Yeah, I used to be a pirate because oh, I bet man. as a kid they'd probably be believe you. That would be so cool, though. Yeah. Uh, so Because they literally they took a plaster cast of these people. Yeah, I wonder if there's any of them out there. We should get them on this podcast. I was just thinking that. I would be so excited to hear about that experience. So Blaine Gibson was the artist mm-hmm. and sculptor that was the head of, was in charge of developing these characters in the Imagineering part of this. And Blaine had such a good understanding of the animatronics that he knew he only had a couple seconds to communicate who that character was. Yeah, because there's so many as you're going through it. There's so much to look at. Like, yeah, you really only get like a couple of seconds worth per animatronic at the very least. And in the developing of this ride, they honestly, they were like, they were coming up with so much story. This was the first time they'd written a script. Oh, interesting. The guy who wrote the script, uh, I have to find his name, but the guy who wrote the script for this, that was the first time he had done that. And Walt, because Walt was like, yeah, 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 no, we need like a true narrative. And these pirates have to say things and it has to be a linear story. And everyone's like, what? (laughs) But I just like putting scenes together. And I don't know if I see all of the story. Yeah, I definitely don't. To me, it just feels like you're just rolling through a, pi- a pirate town and seeing what pirates do, which is cool, too. It's Yeah, I was going to say, it's very entertaining, no matter what. Uh, but I think that's cool that he knew. He he was making these people a little over-exaggerated than the actual human. Yeah, so you can and, just like glance and move on to the next thing and, and you kind of yeah. get it. Oh, that one's doing this thing, that's doing this thing. Yeah, yeah in order to convey who those pirates are, uh, which then leads us in to the realism of the ride. So the special effects master, Yale Gracie, created the fire scene. Apparently these flames look so real that the fire chief was like, you have to have an automatic shut off for the fake flames because guests are just gonna think they're real. They're just gonna think the park's on fire. Yeah, and it's gonna cause panic. I've never gotten that. I was gonna ask, I don't remember the fire. (laughs) Oh, the fire's Big and kind of smells weird because they make like a. I do remember smells in the ride in general, but. Yeah. And uh, they have it. The same smell is in uh, Spaceship Earth at Epcot. And I'm always like, I don't like that smell. It smells weird. (laughs) Okay. But but I don't think they're very realistic. They're like clearly colored waves of fabric. I mean, you know, people in the 1960s hadn't seen fire before. So. Stop. That's the thing you have to remember. it's i i like i mean i like that scene a lot it's very dramatic and it's cool um one of the things that i liked uh that that follows up on that realism side is the cannonball comments like the around the cannonballs um uh in some of the research you sent me um there's a a line in here it says during the ride's uh battle scene between the pirate ship and town fortress you'll hear cannonballs whizzing over your head and dropping in the water Using real cannonballs is obviously pretty dangerous, oh, so that the like illusion pretty. is made created by moving cannons, flashes of lights. And I was like, yeah, yeah, uh, uh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> um, but just another thing where it's like, oh, we're trying to, you know, because it is like pirates. Like I think that the main kind of idea behind this um, is that pirates are dangerous. You know, it's it goes back to that song. It's like they're not, you know, we're trying to have a fun attraction out of it, but there's fire. There's it's cannonballs. Funny. There's, you know, all this other stuff that we are now updating to be less offensive, you know. Disney, who, again, it's like all about dreaming big and 
happiness and positivity. And two of the main attractions that Disney wanted were about ghosts and haunting things and literally a scene with a guy who hung himself. And pirates that originally were like chasing women and stealing and drinking rum. I mean, yeah, you know, (laughs) with a little yin and yang, you know. So another part about this that was a first, which we've talked about a little bit in another episode, was that the ride, they realized it's so big. And even though they knew it was going to be going, the Imagineers knew it would be going underground underneath New Orleans uh, Square, there wasn't enough space for them to do what they needed to do. So this was the first time they thought of the idea of building outside of the park. Mm -hmm. So there's a showroom outside of Disneyland that is the Pirates ride. And that was their first time doing it. And again, they then implemented that later with Haunted Mansion and then Indiana Jones, which we've talked about. Right. So Yeah, I think at the very least, regardless of the fact that this IP is iconic for its own reasons, I think that that innovation uh, is iconic. You know, that's it's one of the things that really changed the game for Disney when they were like, oh, well, we can go beyond the borders. And, yeah. and they, when they invented that, then it's like, we don't have to stay in this confined space. We can dream Ha-ha, big. Anaheim, we're taking over. Yeah, well, you know, that's not true. I mean, that's not wrong. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so they... Uh, that, that that tells you how massive this ride is. And it feels massive. It does. I mean, yeah. Uh, in part, like I said, the length is a little much for me, it feels like. But because of that, you're going through, like, 15 minutes on a boat. It's it got to be big for that. They even have a freaking restaurant. They do. I've never been to that restaurant. Uh, Because of my allergies, I've only, I've eaten there, but I've had a special meal and it was delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how the food is. It seems like it's pretty good. I'd like to go. I do know that uh, the environment's in, awesome. In the research that you found, they said originally that the um, they were going to have like actors that were going to be pirates that were going to like run around while you're eating and like put it on little shows and stuff. But then they they said no, the food is too good. It needs to be the show. It, well, it is. It's it's kind of a classy. <laughs> it's a classy restaurant though. There's a ride going by, and then they also did this at Epcot. They do this in Mexico, mm-hmm. where there's a restaurant within that looks like you're under a starry night sky. Mm. So the building doesn't, like, the restaurant doesn't feel like you're indoors. It's supposed to feel like you're outdoors. I feel like I've been to that one for some reason. I could be wrong, but. Maybe. Yeah. Um, and then that one, then you have the ride there that goes by. In this one, you have pirates that goes by. Yeah. So the Blue Bayou opened in 1967 and is considered to be one of the first themed restaurants. Just in general? Mm-hmm. Cool. Which doesn't surprise me that Disney would be one of the first to do a themed restaurant. Yeah, it seems a little tacky, so it doesn't hey. surprise me. <laughs> and I like that they named the restaurant Blue Bayou because originally the ride was supposed to be called Blue Bayou Lagoon. And so it's kind of, I feel, a nod to that. Yeah, I like that. It would be, uh, you know, I kind of prefer if they would call it like, Welcome to the pirates and it's like pirate but it said eats in it oh. uh, that's what i would name it i'm really glad you weren't in charge <laughs> <laughs> but think of the get if uh you got me on this podcast and i was in charge of designing that ride that would be cool but that's like the only cool part of that <laughs> so that's part of you don't wait in line at the restaurant unless you're going to the restaurant there's usually a pretty long line uh, you make a reservation it's pretty hard to eat there and <laughs> but the queue part of this Disney World 
it's a long, you feel like you're going through a fort and uh, you see little, you, you know, you see a cannon, you might see piratey stuff or bones and it's pretty, it's not interactive, but there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. And you go down underground and it's cool. This one in Disneyland is pretty straightforward. Yeah, it's just a line. It's the outside of a New Orleans building. Yeah. And which the building's pretty cool itself. Above the Pirates ride is a apartment that I've been in. So weird. So originally it was <laughs> Go for the, on. it was for the Disney family. You have Walt's apartment in the front uh-huh, uh-huh. above the fire station. And then you had this it was Originally supposed to be an apartment, then they changed it to like an art shop for a little bit. Apparently, that I didn't see it that way, and then they tra- changed it to the Dream Suite, which is an apartment. That sounds like the Bachelor. Okay, I. <laughs> you can go see it if you do the walk walk in Walt Walt walk in Walt's footsteps, uh-huh. and it's a tour through Disneyland with a little history, but. I went in thinking, oh, my God, I want to stay overnight at Disney. That would be so cool. Then you enter, and it is, like, super extravagant and over the top and honestly kind of creepy. It was not for me. Interesting. Now I want to see it. It's got some cool, ornate details, but then you have things like like the kids' room has a train because, again, Walt loved trains. Yeah. Then you have... Uh, this light switch where it's like, okay, and like when you're ready, you flip this switch and Walt will give you a kiss goodnight. Okay, that's weird. Don't want to go anymore. I was like, Ugh, my mind has Ugh. changed. I don't, I don't What happens walk. if you flip the switch? It like projects pixie dust on the ceiling and uh-huh. I don't know, you're supposed to do it before bedtime. But you're also locked in there. Mm. Like after the park closes, oh, like, right, you they can't leave. You. Yeah. You're stuck in there. Yeah. Not that you'd really have anywhere to go, but I mean, I would definitely want to go explore. Oh yeah, for sure. I'd say, come on, what are you, what are you thinking? You want to go walk around Disney? Oh my gosh! Like, and see this while it's closed. I know. Um, I, that would be super cool. But so cool. that's above the ride, um, and then it kind of connects over, you know, sure. to other stuff. And so the whole idea when you enter a Disneyland is that you're entering Lafitte's Landing, which he's supposed to be. He's this pirate. And he also has an anchor outside that apparently used to be in Frontierland. I'm not really sure why there was an anchor there, but there was. And they've moved it around, and it's supposed to be like, ooh. Um, Jean Lafitte, uh, actual real guy. So this Lafitte guy. Jean Lafitte. Jean Lafitte. He was the commander of a pirate ship in the Battle of New Orleans, January 8th, 1815. And I, so this is a fun fact. So it says that Lafitte, L-A-F-I-T-T-E, although the pirate himself originally spelled it L-A-F-F-F-F-I-T-E, and my roommate is L-A-F-F-I-T-T-E. Oh, wow. He's the best of both. I know. He got all the letters in. <laughs> Good for so him. in researching this, I was like, oh, my God, are you a pirate? What did he say? Uh, he did not confirm or deny. He sent me a pretty sneaky gif. That's exactly what pirates would do. I was thinking the yeah, same. Okay. Um, so he apparently helped in the Battle of New Orleans in 1812. He fought alongside the U.S. Army. Heck yeah. But he's a pirate. So like, did he? <laughs> I mean, I think he, like they said, he was like a French privateer as well, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, eh, I'm sure he got paid for it. Maybe not. 
Who knows? Or maybe he maybe part of his contract was he needed to be part of uh, Disneyland. Um, yeah, in 100 event, years. In 100 years, years. Some guy is going to come up with this idea. Yeah. Uh, so they so the entrance is, again, that kind of introduces you to the story of Disneyland's. Mm-hmm. Because they do most, I would say, Magic Kingdom and Disneyland have a slightly different storylines. Uh, not crazy different, but a little different. Mm-hmm. So this one, you start again in the Louisiana Bayou. You get on there, and you get in a rickety boathouse. You pass, and like guys playing a banjo, and um, little deliverance vibes. Yeah, and then you see this talking skull and crossbones that are like, "No, don't go!" And then you go down a. It, it's like a combo of a roller coaster slash water ride. Yeah, but only like so it's a yeah, pretty it's shallow it's, drop. Yeah, yeah. 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 You might get splashed a little, but you're going to be okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then you are suddenly now in this underground grotto known as Dead Man's Cove. And it's, uh, it's spooky, and there's tons of old pirate skeletons. And, and a lot of like little hidden things, like you know the uh, Aztec gold from Pirates of the Caribbean Black Pearl is in there. Yeah, the Aztec cool. chest. Yeah, 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 which I think is neat. Yeah, I love when they can do that, which makes sense. Disney owns it. But I'm like, ooh, it's real. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, I think that's one of the big things about this, right, is that it's continually updating, right? They've changed a lot of stuff. They've added a lot of new things. There's always, like, kind of cool little stories about uh, different stuff, and I don't want to ruin it with a tease. So Yeah, they're, they've gone through some turmoil, too, in terms of yeah. needing to update it right. based on what's appropriate. Because pirates, uh, as we mentioned earlier, are not great people. So there's been some stuff where they've been like, we have to make this better. So there's a couple of reasons that things changed with the ride. Obviously, as the ride got older, we're not going to really discuss those. Because uh, there's a lot of changes that yeah. have gone down. The ones that I think are interesting are the ones that have changed. Because one, culturally, you know, as people become aware of what is appropriate and how some certain things can be offensive... Uh, things like originally there was a man chasing a woman. Uh, a pirate chasing a woman. Like a pirate man, yes. but A pirate. Yeah. A male pirate. And he went from being... And this is something I think is funny. They like titled these pirates. So it was the pooped pirate. And he changed to the gluttonous pirate. So instead now he stole the basket of food and the woman is now chasing him with a rolling pin or a broom. Give it back. You can't eat it all. And then another part, again, where there used to be a line of women that they were auctioning off. They changed uh, this pretty late in the game, I feel like. It was 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah, and I'm, I even feel like it was more recent than that from just like remembering when it happened. But they changed it from being this redheaded damsel in distress to now she's the one in charge. Mm. And they're auctioning off goods. Okay. And she's this cool character. And she was so well received that she's now a character that walks around the parks. Oh, fun. Yeah. Disney yeah, yeah. people, you know, seeing how much people liked her. Yeah. And like. She's sh- a pirate now? Yes, she's okay. a pirate. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so that Women was. A- could be pirates too. Yes. The other big change. Obviously from the movies. Yeah, they started incorporating more of the stuff that came from the movies into the rides because obviously there's an expectation when you go uh, to see that. You're probably like, wow, I, I 
Captain Jack Sparrow, that's my guy. Yep. Where is he in this ride? So Captain Jack Sparrow is, there's a couple, there's three of them, I think, uh, in the ride now. And Johnny Depp did voice the character for the ride. Yeah. Unlike our... <laughs> Unlike uh, Our sweet Harrison, Harrison Ford. Ford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and well, he, they've gotten better about contracts at this point, so... Yeah, true. Something I think is cool is that when this first opened, Johnny Depp actually dressed up as Captain yeah. Jack Sparrow and hid in the ride in Surprise Guest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I... How cool would that be? That would be, be so cool. So he's in there. Uh, also, Captain Barbosa is in there. Uh, I think he's in the pirate ship. Okay, sure. And then images of David Jones <laughs> and Blackbeard are projected. So I think that that was appropriate to add that part of the ride. You know, I think at first, just because one of our friends, Garrett, who hosts, uh, who hosts, D plus cast. cast, he is has made fun of people who are like no change. Wah, wah, wah. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm a little bit sometimes like that. Yeah, so that. at first, when this the, all these changes happen for the movie, I'm like, why are you doing that? But obviously, it makes sense and it's kind of great and it's fun to add these new characters. I almost wish they would do more. Really? But we'll see. Only because, like, you know, I don't want to get into the change stuff too much yet. But like, I I do feel like uh, the narrative of the move or the narrative of this ride is a little muddied to me when I'm on it. Um, the, and I feel like if you can movie. attach it to the plot of the movie right. a little bit more, I'll be like, Oh, I remember this scene where da, da, da. and I think they do that in the newer one, Probably, the yeah. Shanghai yeah, yeah. again. I don't know. And I don't want to find out. Mm-hmm. So that to me is something that I've now come to love mm-hmm. and accept, but also besides obviously the ride inspiring the movies, Little weird things inspired the movies. So there's a chandelier in the shop when you leave Pirates mm-hmm. with a monkey on it. Yeah. It's this like brass gold big chandelier. It's actually, well, I say big. It's not actually that big. And this monkey became a character in the movie. Yeah. He's like the, the pet of the guy. Uh-huh. And he's like, he's also, he also stole coins. So he turns into a skeleton too when the moonlight hits him. Yeah. It's very cool. Yeah. He's a... Well, you know, he's a cute little monkey. Obviously, he's cool. Yeah. So that's there's been a good amount of changes, which I think is very cool. They also added this part where a skeleton transforms into a real-life pirate as the boat passes by. It's one of those cool right. illusions. I'm not really sure why they felt the real, like the need to do it, but no, they did. I mean, it's cool. Let's get let's talk about skeletons. Oh, I don't know if, Guys, this is such a big deal to me because since this, I don't know, since I was a kid and everyone talks about the fact that in the Disneyland one, there's a real skeleton that actually initially there were three real skeletons. I was like, there's no way, whatever. Okay. I, in all of my research, apparently it's, it is real. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that I believe that yet. I don't know if I believe it, even though I... Again, I because then I was like, oh, well, obviously, that's a fact I get to debunked. No. There's, like, people out there that say, like, there are former cast members that say that there's really skulls in there that are human skulls. But, yeah, it's But also, one, that also feels like a thing that if I was a former cast member, I'd be like, yeah, totally. Mm, I yeah, know. true. How do they know? Are they scientists? I, you know, scientists of real <gasps> skulls. So the one... And it's a pretty obvious one. Mm-hmm. In the captain's chambers, there's a, you know, the skeletons on a bed and above his bed frame is this very different looking skull and crossbones. It does look different than the rest of them. Is that just because 
or is it because it's real? I don't know. Gosh, I'm. If you guys know, please uh, message us. If you, or even if you like, if you have your own speculations, because I'm so curious, and I don't think there's any speculation of there being real ones in the other parks. I think it's just right. Disneyland. Would you want your skull to be in Pirates of the Caribbean? No, I wouldn't either. But I just had to ask. You're yeah. obsessed with Disney, so. I have other things that I want, but that is not one of them. <laughs> um, that's, again, I would consider a little bit of Hidden Mickey Easter egg information. There, This is my favorite place to look for Hidden Mickeys. Yeah, you've been saying that. I, I don't know where they are, so I'm excited to hear. I think that this place, there's so many, there's so much, and I think they're actually pretty hidden, a lot of them, so they're really hard to find. First of all, uh, not a Hidden Mickey, but an Easter egg are there's the initials of Walt and Roy, WD and RD, mm-hmm. on the iron railings outside of the entrance. Okay. This is at Disneyland. Then we get into the ride. I'm going to focus on Disneyland's. There's some in Disney World, too. Um, I'm not 100% sure of them, so I'm going to focus on Disneyland's. Okay. Because, again, they're really cool. So I'm going to start with one again that, like, I'll go by and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I see it, I see it. But honestly, I don't know if I've really, truly seen it. As you drift past the Blue Bayou restaurant in the boat, and you're in that New Orleans, you know, Louisiana Bayou section, there's a classic Mickey that will appear in the water to your the right of your boat, made out of a, a set of three lilies. Okay. I'm going to be real. Like It is. I don't know. It's okay. really dark in there. Yeah. Um, and I've tried to look at night and during the day, like, you know, to give my eyes adjustment. and mm-hmm. It's there, though. No luck. Nope. Uh, and then on the left of your boat, a classic Mickey hidden on the upper back of the chair near the bed where the pirate skeleton is laying. Okay. Is this the real skeleton? The, that would be near the real skeleton. Ooh, okay. I know. Here is one of my favorite hidden Mickeys, but it's not actually Mickey. It's a Goofy. So after you float past the skeleton laying in the bed, you have to look behind you at the ceiling of the cavern. Uh-huh. And there's going to be really, there's like big, large rocks everywhere. Cause again, you're like in this cave and this one rock is shaped like a goofy. That's fun. And it is, it's yeah, definitely yeah. purposeful. Yeah, for sure. It's a really fun thing that when put into construction, like who, who was like, you know what we should do? We should make this a goofy. The next one is that the sheet of mist that we talked about. If Davy Jones appears, because, you know, there was Davy Jones and Blackbeard. And I'm not even sure they're still doing these anymore. It might just be missed. But when Davy Jones appears, you stare at the left side of his hat. His right, the viewer's left. Below, uh, to the left of the bottom of the V, at the front of his hat are tiny gold balls that form a classic Mickey. Okay. I mean, that sounds cool. That is detailed yeah, it sounds very as detailed. anything. It's so tough with these because, like, they are very cool, and I want to know where to look for them. But also, it's like, mm, you almost have to, like, ha- be listening to this podcast as you're staring at the thing. Well, that's why there's, that's there'll be days where I'll go, and, like, yeah. that's my goal of the day, yeah. is to ride a ride and find the hidden Mickeys, knowing I'm looking for them. Um, the next one is pretty cool. In the first battle scene with our... Don't worry, fake cannons. Right, right, right. Whew. Not real cannonballs. There's uh, on the fort wall, there's a what looks like craters that have been hit by cannons, and it forms a part of a hidden Mickey. And it's, again, it's not like a, oh, baby, it's clear. It forms a part of a hidden Mickey. It's 
because it's the shape so you get like one ear the bottom and then part of the other ear it's like a little mm-hmm. sections cut out no 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 that's so legit. there's like two indents but if you added a third one then it would no, be no, no, a, there's I, know, three. I know i'm just messing <laughs> i'm like don't this uh, yeah, is serious i can tell business. you're taking it seriously this is very serious fun. i we don't have time to poke fun this is you're gonna be quizzed on this later in the last treasure room on the left this is another one i haven't seen there's um three gold circles at the top of the back of his chair that make a hidden mickey I feel like that one I'm like, really? But again, maybe by the end of the ride, I'm so distracted by all the pirates. Uh, there's another one in the treasure scene with a big chest that has a Mickey underneath the lock. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's supposed to be one with the on the right as you exit before you reach the street is a classic Mickey-shaped lock on the back of the door. And then, you know, you have the the barrels that form that are three that would form a Mickey. There's mm-hmm. also supposed to be one with the armor. Okay. As you pass that, I, that's another one that's pretty tricky. There are so many. And I don't even think this is all of them. I believe that, yeah. I mean, there's so much to look at in this ride in general. It's very easy for them to sneak in little things. Cause, okay, so I think I would equate this ride in a little ways to... It's a dark ride, obviously. So, yes. Um, uh, so there's an obvious connection here, but to the uh, Little Mermaid ride, too, where, you know, you're going through the scenes and... The Little Mermaid ride, it's the you go in and you see the under the sea and there's so much to look for, but then the rest of the thing is just kinda like one scene and there's one thing to focus on. Whereas Pirates, it feels like you're going through the under the sea scene the entire time. Oh, because yeah. every everywhere like there's and so there's much to so look at all the time. To look at all the time. Yeah. I do play this game with myself when I go on this or Haunted Mansion because I've been on them so much. I'm like, this time I'm gonna find a new thing. Every time I go and I'll be like, Do I have I seen that before? I don't remember. And I probably at this point have not seen anything new. But I like to think I am yeah I like to make it an adventure for myself sounds great you know anytime you got to find a way to entertain yourself on a ride no, you gotta do I'm, it oh my god what a <laughs> hater uh-huh. Will's uh, extra hady today guys I'm, well it's I'm giving the people what they want he <laughs> people come here for Will it's true William he's being a William Will today Turner. <laughs> I have one more fact that I want to talk about because it has to do with Haunted Mansion okay. I promise I won't bring up Haunted Mansion on every ride podcast that we do that's not Haunted Mansion and again I'm just so scared to do it because I love it so much I'm excited for it when we do I don't, it. I, you're not gonna be able to understand me I'm gonna be like, I already have enough trouble with that I know because so. I get too excited so the all of the film characters again voiced their characters in the ride which I love that makes me very happy mm-hmm. that the actors weren't like being rude about it uh because obviously the Pirates movies have financially been great for all of those actors. I mean, let's be honest. Again, I'm sure it was because of contracts. Contra- oh, when yeah. they signed the contract, they had to also agree to voice. But either way. And then some of the ride's original audio animatronics were voiced by Paul Fries, who is your ghost host. <laughs> I love that you like assume everyone also knows all your Haunted Mansion references. <laughs> well, everyone should. That one, there'll definitely be a quiz on after. Yeah. Oh, man. I, I want to know if, uh, if you do, if you're listening, if Pirates would be is one fun. of your Let's favorites. do a trivia for, uh, uh, for like, you write some trivia questions around um, oh. the Haunted Mansion one, and we'll do that and okay. see if I know Oh, yeah. I can. I mean, I know you're, you could easily write them to where there's no way I get them, but try to make it a little entertaining. I also think I should do trivia questions in every episode. That'd be fun. 
like my trivia about the petrified wood that oh, everybody knew. I yeah. was like, guys, coolest fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm so lame. Uh, but I love this ride. I think it's one of my, it's a good, it's a classic. Yeah. It's not one of my personal favorite favorites, but it's up there. Again, I hate to give shade to any ride. Yeah, you do. I, and I don't, I don't like this ride. Um, I love oh, the IP. You're so rude. It's 15 minutes long. It's so long. It's seven and a half minutes in. And I'm like, yeah, oh, we're halfway there. Half this podcast, you're complaining about how hard, you know, how much your feet hurt. <laughs> you're right. That's true. That is the one benefit is I get to sit down. Yes, and it's cool. Yeah, I right. also like. Looking- I don't mind it. I, I I would not say that I hate it by any means. It's. I will go on it before I'll go on some other rides. Uh, if people are like, let's go to Pirates and the ride, the line's short. I'm like, yeah, sure, why not? But yeah. I'm gonna be like, this is too long. There are times of the day where Pirates has a five minute walk on wait. That's when I recommend going. End of the day, always empty. Mm-hmm. So. Well, let's get to our questions then. Um, okay. Our standard questions. Wait, I had one more thing I wanted to say. Okay. Something about this ride, too, that I don't know why I always do this, but do you remember in school, the ceiling tiles, how they're the kind you can, like, punch out whenever they're the squares? Uh So that's what all of these dark rides have at Disney, Uh and I always look at them. Yeah, man, this ride sounds super fun and engaging. (laughs) You're so excited. I just think that... (laughs) One thing that I like about this ride is the ceiling tiles. (laughs) You might remember them from school, but uh, I I love it here. Oh, my God. I just... (laughs) I got a kid stop laughing. I think it's weird. I'm like, oh, here's this crazy pirate life. And then I look up and I'm like, oh, this reminds me of school. It's just such a weird contrast. Yeah, definitely not too long of a ride. No. <laughs> okay, so let's get into our normal end questions. Okay. Uh, where does this ride fit in your day? I feel like we've touched on it a little bit. End of the day. End of the day, for, for me, sure. Yeah. Definitely. I do... Again, if I'm going with people who are new, who are like, I really want to go on this, and they want to go in the middle of the day, I'm like, ugh, fine. But I do. I hate waiting in that line because it's pretty long. And I know for a fact, towards closing time, it's empty. Okay. So, well, then that that just segues so well into the, it's the end of the day. You're on your way out of the park. There's a 10-minute wait for pirates. Do you go on it? Yes. Hmm. Interesting. I like, it's great because- Because it's where it is in your day. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, if the park closed at 12, I get on it at 12, it's like 12.15, I'm like, yeah, I'm here late. Yeah, of course. I'm super cool. Yeah. For me, it's a, nah, it's cool, man, I, I'm ready to go. Yeah, I know I know you are. Yeah, yeah. You're like, there's no wait at 12 p.m., and you're like, nah, I don't know. Yeah, right? It's like, just walk right on. Yeah, but then it's going to be, by the time I get back to L.A., it's going to be <laughs> that, one. That added a 15 minutes to my day. Exactly. Um Okay, so, but then the other thing I think, which is there may be a little bit more to talk about on this one, is uh, what would you change? You know, it's a, it's a ride that's known for its changes, gets a lot of updates. Um, I want to exclude the idea of changing this original one to make it more like the Shanghai one, because I don't think that that's, uh, that's really, I don't think that's really in the card. So, like, what would you right. change about this ride? That's a really good question, and I don't know. I mean, I know I, the thing is at this point I should expect this question, and yet it's still so hard to answer. Well, I've got an answer for you that okay, I just okay. came up with on the spot. Okay. Um, I think it'd be cool to have skippers, just like in the Jungle Cruise. Give me a pirate that joins oh. the ride and like <laughs> gives me the narration, and they're like they're like a live kind of character type thing, and can like point out certain stuff and like um, you know add to that experience that way i feel like i'd be more engaged with that that's really funny it kind of reminds me of the great movie ride which is at disney's hollywood studios it or no longer there it, they it's now mickey minnie's runaway 
Railroad, I think is what it's called. And they they interact with the animatronics. And you're oh, like, that's fun. And it's kind of, it's awkward, but in a way where you're like, like, kind of endearing. It'll be like, oh, because, you know, you do a Wizard of Oz part, and it's like, oh, I don't think we're in Kansas anymore. And like, Dorothy, what do you think? And then, like, Dorothy, you know, the animatronic is quoting a line from the movie. You're like, yeah, yeah. this is so awkward, but <laughs> that's fun. Good for you. Yeah. So I can kind of see that with this. I like a lot of the animal characters in it. There's like a donkey, and there's a kitty cat, and there's a pig. Oh my God, there's a part with the pig that. You know, he's, like, drinking his rum and, like, rolling around in the mud. Mm -hmm. And then another part that I love about pirates is there's a part where you're going under a bridge and the animatronic's leg has, like, leg hair on it. Mm. And every time we, my family and I are like, that's so cool. They thought of leg hair. (laughs) Your family's a bunch of dorks. And I love them all. Um, (laughs) So I feel like things like, I don't know. You want. More animals. There's a doggy at the end. Cool. You know, trying that ha- is holding the keys, and all the pirates are trying to get him to come give him the keys, and the dog's like, "Nah, no, I'm good." Right. Uh, one other thing that I think is worth changing um, is the name of the restaurant to Pirates. Okay, bad. No. <laughs> Disney. Uh, I've got time and ideas, so hit me up. Oh my god! Don't hit him up ever. How jealous would you be if they were like, you know, we found this podcast and. Uh, there's a girl and she she knows a lot, but she knows too much. We need this guy, creative well, new ideas, outsider. Oh my god, pirates! Have you heard of it? So fun. They would never say that. They totally would. They would love the fact that I know so much. Yeah. Ugh. Sassy will today. <laughs> okay, guys. I don't even know if that's a good answer for what I would change, but that's yeah, it was kind of like more animals, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna also the leg hair. Don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Uh, I would add more more leg hair. <laughs> the, the pirates need more leg hair. Uh, look, they don't shave. I think there'd be more beards. Ooh, I wish that there was one pirate with a really long beard. Okay, and then like maybe like you're having to like uh, you go under or you go through the beard <laughs> under one of those things. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> or an attack by a kraken. That'd be cool too. Oh, okay. That actually. See, really Disney. Cool. I got ideas. Dang it! That stinks. I want to come up with good ideas Sorry. like that instead of focusing on the leg hair. <laughs> oh gosh! Thank you for listening to us be silly little pirates today. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed learning about our pirates. Uh, and then make sure to. Like, subscribe, share, love, embrace. Your friends. And then also uh, our <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Rate, yes. review, and subscribe. Yes. Wherever all you of, might listen. All of those things. And make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. On Facebook and Instagram at Slice of Disney. And on Twitter at Slice underscore of underscore Disney. And please, again, message us with anything you want us to talk about. Any of your thoughts on pirates? Who we should try to interview because we're going to be doing that as uh, yes. as we start to be able to open things back up again. We'd love to get some different guests with Disney experiences on to talk about 100%. things. 100%. And if you're interested in being a guest, you know, if you have some Disney love going on, yeah, please, we'd love to uh, hear from you. Also, <laughs> I have the Pirates That Don't Do Anything song from VeggieTales stuck in my head right now. I have Yo-Ho. Yo-Ho. 
a pirate's life for me. <laughs> then the Kraken comes and attacks you. Yeah, see, that would be so. What a great idea, Kelly. I'm so oh my gosh. smart. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Slice of Disney today. I hope you have a lovely day. Goodbye.